Beside the tall bunches of wildflowers growing on the pond's southwestern side. Black-eyed Susans swayed among autumn goldenrods, dipping and rising beside the blue water of the small pond in the late October morning. Nearly buried in switchgrass that was close to three feet tall, Deborah was surprised they were able to see the cluster of wildflowers at all. If they hadn't been riding in the buggy, they would have missed the beautiful sight, which looked to Deborah like colors from a patchwork quilt. Esther's fingers tightened their grasp on her arm. Can we stop? We don't have to be at Daisy's quilt shop for another hour. Let's pick a few. Callie will love them, Esther agreed. And when they're dried, you can keep the seeds for your garden. Deborah pulled the buggy to the side, noticing that Cinnamon was acting a bit nervous, tossing her head and dancing to the right of the road. Oh, girl. Will she be okay? Esther asked, even as she pulled small quilting scissors out of her sewing bag. I'm sure. I'll stay here. You go and gather the flowers. Later, I'll regret using sewing scissors for gardening. Callie will have cleaning solution, and you'll only snip a few. You use those for thread, not cloth. It will be fine. I want to go, Mom. Leia's sweet little face peeped forward from the back seat toward her mother, Esther. She had recently turned three and had come out of her shell quite a bit over the last few months, perhaps because her mother was no longer so sad, perhaps because her mother was in leap. Deborah's little Joshua wasn't far behind her. Josh, go, he said, struggling to crawl out of the buggy. Deborah studied her son. He'd recently turned 18 months old, and someday she worried that he'd be the last baby she'd ever hold in her arms. You? I thought you'd stay with me in Cinnamon. Josh, go, he repeated stubbornly. He continued to reach past her, knocking the wool cap loose from his head in his attempt to climb out of the buggy and follow Leia. He was at the stage where he imitated Leia or Mary or his twin brothers every chance he got. With a sigh, Deborah set him on the ground and tugged once on his cap before he darted away, Joshua smiled up at her, cap askew, pointed at the mare, and declared, Seaman. The horse shook her head again, rattling the harness. I'll look after Cinnamon, Deborah said, as she followed them around the buggy and stood with her hand on the mare. You two go with Esther, but stay close to her, and come back as soon as she says. We're going to see Miss Callie this morning. Esther allowed each child to clasp one of her hands as they walked toward the flowers by the water's edge. Deborah kept one eye on them as they wound their way through the tall grass, but another part of her mind was focusing on the mare. She ran one hand down her neck, whispering and stroking, attempting to calm her. Still, Cinnamon shook her harness and tried to pull away. Deborah ran a hand down the length of the mare's leg, wondering if perhaps she had something lodged in one of her hooves. She'd seemed fine trotting down the lane. Easy, girl. What's wrong? Patting the mare's neck, Deborah found that the horse was actually trembling. Sweat slicked her coat, though the morning was cool. Deborah's own heart rate kicked up a notch as she responded to the mare's anxiety. Maybe she had missed something. Perhaps there was a snake nearby or an animal carcass in the weeds. Deborah was scanning the surrounding area, looking for the cause of Cinnamon's anxiety, 
when she noticed where the dry grass was stamped down to the north. It looked as if someone had traveled the opposite direction of Esther and the children, though still heading toward the water sometime earlier. The path that had been beaten down was wider than footsteps, smaller than a buggy, like something had been dragged. The path extended well past the area where Deborah had stopped with the buggy. She glanced back to where Esther still stooped among the flowers and the children played. Yes, the path led to the opposite end of the pond. Deborah was surprised she hadn't noticed it earlier, but she'd been focused on the flowers. It was hard to imagine that Tobias and Reuben had taken the time to come out here, unless they'd been fishing. But Tobias had been so busy working double shifts at the feed store and on the farm, which had left Reuben pulling extra weight in the fields.